Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the seven game NBA main slate on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings, make the videos for NBA Top Shot, NFL All Day, and for Prize Picks, a uh, player prop site. If you're unable to watch these videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. Premium content offer that on Patreon.com, NBA, and NFL package, uh, main and showdown sites is what we cover. And since it's the beginning of the month, now is the perfect time to sign up. And the sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks. I will have a video up probably early tomorrow talking about some player props that I do like. Maybe tonight if they add more players. Uh, we will see. But um, yeah, guys, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, again, you can take over under. It's a player prop site. You can take over and on fancy points, over under straight up points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made. They have basically every sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports. Again, I just saw they posted some Call of Duty stuff, which I'm super, super excited for. Um, but yeah, you pick two to five player props and you can win up to 10x your money. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. Okay, so before we get into the players and the prices, let's take a look back line up here from tonight's slate. So guys, the streak continues. The streak continues. <clears throat> what streak might you ask? Well, the streak of Mr. Tyler Hero shooting 10% from the field whenever I play him. That streak? That streak continued tonight. So, yeah, my lineup, Levert, Hero, Osman, Jackson, Drummond, Giddy, Harris, and Nurkic. So, uh, went back to Karis Levert. He was fine, expected a little bit more of him, but he was okay. Tyler Hero, again, shot 5 of 53 from the field. Uh, as, again, continues to just never make a shot when I play him. Eight-man rotation, him and Bam, uh, you know, going to be two highest usage players. Can't make a shot, massive blowout. Uh, Chetty Osman, relatively low-owned. He shot, like, 3 of 30 from the field. Um, if he had a half-decent shooting game, he would have broken the slate along with Jackson and Drummond. So that was a little bit tilting. Sure, Chetty still had a good game, but a half-decent shooting game for him, he's going for 40-plus easily there. And then can we talk about one of the most absurd things I have seen? And that is Isaiah Jackson with zero fouls tonight. He played 30 minutes and had zero fouls. Let me just show you something. This is a guy who's been averaging a foul every like two, three minutes. Okay. Against Dallas, 18 minutes in garbage time, fouled out in 18 minutes. Against Charlotte, 24 minutes in garbage time, five fouls. Against the Pelicans, 12 minutes, five fouls. Against the Suns, 13 minutes, four fouls. Against the Warriors, 19 minutes, five fouls. So my breakdown of Isaiah Jackson was, if he stays out of foul trouble, he's going to break the slate. But I was like, there's a really good chance he gets in foul trouble. No fouls in 30 minutes? I mean, what? Like, what is that? Uh, Drummond, close to 100% owned, as he should have been. I told totally everyone was going to If I'm building 150 lineups, play 150 Drummond. Very, very clear value. Josh Giddy, are we serious with that Thunder Blazers game? 98 to 81 with two awful defenses. 98 to 81. It's not as bad as the game from about a month ago. It was played in the 1970s when the Nuggets played the Clippers, but that was pretty close. 98 to 81. 
Okay, then. Uh, yeah, Tobias Harris was an absolute smash, and then Nurkic got benched uh, at the end of the game there, so that was no fun. Um, but yeah, guys, that's it for the look back. Um, I was taking a look at some ownership in high stakes. This is the Hall of Famer, $2,000 entry. So Max, you got a decent amount of ownership. Obviously, overtime did help there. Um, Tyler Hero was very popular. Him and Bam Adebayo, both pretty chalky. Massive blowout. And Hero, again, shot 10%. Uh, Martin was 27% owned. He was a solid value. Again, blowout there. Jackson and Drummond, both very, very popular. Ja was about 25% owned. And Tobias Harris being pretty popular as well. So um, that's ownership. This is the winning lineup in high stakes. Uh, basically, a stack of the game that went to overtime. Um, so what, I think it had five players in that Memphis-Philadelphia uh, game that went to overtime. Max Struss, who had a really good shooting game. And then uh, Steph Curry, the Rockets kept it close. And again, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., right? Maybe on a minutes limit? May not. Well, he clearly was not on a minutes limit because he played like 33 minutes. Uh, but like, what kind of quote is that, right? I, I just, I cannot stand it with these coaches sometimes. Oh, he may be on a minutes limit. He's either on a lim minutes limit or not. You don't say he may be on a minutes limit. Like, uh, I've never, like, the coaches have tilted me, I think, this year more than than every any other year. Um, just been so, so annoying. But, um, yeah, guys, that is it for the look back. Um, luckily, I'm going to make some profit on Top Shot, thanks to Tyrese Maxey being a bottleneck here for this challenge. So, even though I did lose tonight, going to make a decent amount here for Maxey. And, again, if you guys are curious in NBA Top Shot, you can make some good money with these flash challenges. So, um, check out my video. I have a video explaining how you can make some good money on NBA Top Shot. And again, there's not a lot of content up there right now for these flash challenges. But all right, let's start with the Pelicans and the Pistons. So keep an eye on Brandon Ingram news. He was out tonight. I would say he probably doesn't play. Can we also talk about the Pelicans starting lineup? They started two seven-foot centers next to each other. I mean, what is this, right? It's 2022, and we're starting Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes together. Um, now let's see, do they have the updated, they do not have the updated, um, game logs. Let me bring that up really quick on my phone. Just so we can go over some minutes. That was a super ugly game too, 93-90. But yeah, so Jonas Valanciunas played 31 minutes, Herbert Jones 31, Jackson Hayes played 31 minutes, uh, Graham 29, Josh Hart played 37 minutes. Uh, and then off the bench, they spread it out. NAW played the most of 19. Um, Hernan Gomez played 16 off the bench, but Pretty crazy they started those two together. So if they run that same starting lineup, then yeah, I'm going to have some interest in Jackson Hayes. Don't know if he plays 30 minutes again, but if we're going to get like over 20 minutes from Jackson Hayes at sub 4K, I think he's a pretty solid value. Again, Jonas Valanciunas, like the spot here against the Pistons, should play, you know, 30 to 33 minutes. I think he's a pretty decent play. Josh Hart probably plays the most minutes of anyone. I think he's a relatively safe play in the mid-range. A guy that can kind of do it all. Herta Gomez, too pricey coming off the bench for me. Uh, Devonta Graham at 5'5", feels priced about right. Herbert Jones, kind of the same thing. Um, bench guys, yeah, not much. Again, NAW, a little bit too pricey for the Mets he's been getting recently. On the Pistons side, so Cade Cunningham. Another guy, another of many of uh, uh, players that I just cannot get right this season. I play this guy, fouls out in 15 minutes. Fade just continues to smash. So, um... Yeah, the, the positive with Cade is if the game's his competitive, which this one probably should, he's going to play big, big minutes. He needs to do a lot for the team. Now, we do have Jeremy Grant back, who is a 
relatively high usage player, but I don't think it's going to affect Cade too much. So still some interesting Cade there. Um, again, if, if the game stays competitive, we know the upside is there. Jeremy Grant being back kind of takes Sadiq Bay out of play for me. Kelly Olenek is also back. Well, keep an eye on the news if he's going to be limited. If he's not, you can always take a shot in him for tournaments, but the rest of the Pistons I'm probably just going to stay away from. Uh, Washington and Milwaukee. So, after a very, very tilting last week, now we have the Kyle Kuzma droolers back at it. Uh, no, but seriously, without Brad Beal, Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie both look really good. Uh, they're going to play huge minutes and dominate the usage. So I really do like both. Uh, Dinwiddie probably plays mid-30s minutes. Kuzma should play massive minutes as well. I think those two look really, really good. Now, I do want to mention last game, Daniel Gafford got a DNP. They only ran two centers with Thomas Bryant and Montrez Harrell. Harrell's a 4-5. I think he's fine for tournaments. Um, I think if Thomas Bryant starts again, he's a fair value player. He did not have a good game last game, but he did play 20 minutes. So keep an eye on the starting lineup. If he starts, then he's a fair value. And then the secondary options, the likes of like KCP and Denny and Rui, I think all viable options here should get more run without Brad Beal. I don't know if there's a standout there, but those guys are playable. Now on the Milwaukee Bucks side, Giannis into the combo is 12K. Um, good matchup here. Again, I'm not scared of anyone on Washington defensively. So I think he's a safe play if you can afford him. Drew Middleton, both feel priced about right. Bobby Portis has been disappointing of late. I think he's a nice bounce back candidate here, though. If the game's is competitive, we should get around 30 minutes from him. And the value, the likes of like Allen, DiVincenzo, Connaughton are fine plays, but like no one really stands out there. Miami and Toronto. So who's ready? Who is ready to get burned again? I know I am. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, no, but Bam and Abaya will start with 8K. So assuming that everyone that missed tonight misses again, He's going to look really good. Him and Tyler Hero are going to dominate the usage. Um, Bam probably plays mid-30s Mets. He got some foul trouble tonight, and the game blew out. So if you played Bam, you got pretty unlucky. But, yeah, I like Bam here. You know, Toronto's weak spot defensively is, you know, guarding bigs, right? Boucher, not a good defender. Achua, not a good defender. Siakam's undersized. So I think Bam and Abayo make, makes her a pretty safe play. This guy, I mean... Don't know if I'm playing him yet. If I do play him, stay far, far away because he's going to shoot 10%. If I do end up fading Tyler Hero, he is going for 50 fantasy points. And if he does, I will be very happy for all those that played him and himself. So, yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, Tyler Hero is, he didn't start, but um, he was on pace for mid-30s minutes if the game would have stayed competitive. The game was a random blowout, so he did not get his full run. Uh, but I still think he's a solid play. Ownership probably won't be that high because he burned a lot of people tonight. And again, you have to have short-term memory. What Tyler Hero did and what he's done for me all year, of course, frustrates me to no end. He's cost me so, like infinite, infinite money, Tyler Hero. Could care less, right? He's with Jimmy Hero um, or Jimmy Lowry, PJ Tuck, all these guys out. It's going to be a tight rotation. It's going to be him and Bam and Abayo. They're going to lead this offense. So could care less what happened last night. I'm fine going back to the well even though this guy's tilted me all year long. Gabe Vincent, 5-1. We probably get mid-30 minutes from him. I think he's a pretty safe play. Duncan Robinson, Max Struss. Robinson, if you played Robinson, he got in massive foul trouble. That was very unlucky. But these are two guys that should play over 30 minutes. They're going to get a ton of shot attempts up. Now they're scoring dependent, but they do have upside if they can knock down their shots. 
And then Caleb Martin, assuming he starts, I think it's one of the better values on the board. I think we probably get over 30 minutes from him, and he's only 3.6K. Um, we did see a couple minutes of Deadman and Bam in a buyout together. Not sure that happens again. We also saw, again, Chris Silva play a little bit together with them. That's just like, you don't do that. Don't play two twin towers together. Um, but yeah, Deadman at 3-2, I guess, is a fine contrarian play if he's going to play uh, solely the back of five. On the Toronto side. So what I want to mention here is, yes, the, the matchup you know against Miami when they're healthy is not good. But this is a different Heat team, right? Assuming Jimmy Butler's out, assuming P.J. Tucker's out, it's not, not the same defensive team. So the likes of like Siakam and Van Fleet, these are guys that are going to play like 50 minutes a night. So um, I think people will avoid them because the match against Miami, but assuming Jimmy and PJ Tucker both out again, again, it's not the same team. It's actually a decent matchup here. So I think Siakam and Van Fleet both look pretty solid. OG and Barnes can play huge Mets. Gary Trent continues to shoot well. Um, so I think he's definitely in play, should play big, big minutes. Again, the only downside, as I always say with Trent, is he's score independent. So like he does have a floor if he's not knocking down his shots. Orlando and Chicago, Cole Anthony, another guy like Tyler Hero, cost me just infinite, infinite money this year. But um, he should play low 30s minutes of the game, so he's competitive, will be one of the higher usage players on this team. So I think he's a solid option. As far as the big scale, we have Carter Jr., we have Bamba. Carter Jr., 6'2", feels priced about right. Bamba, we know, has a ceiling. Um, we probably get, I don't know, 25 to 30 minutes of in, which makes him a fair play. Jalen Suggs has been struggling a little bit of late, uh, but I think he's still viable. Um, Okiki probably plays like low to mid twenties minutes. Gary Harris is score independent, but he probably sees like mid twenties minutes. It's basically kind of all secondary plays here for the magic guys. Terrence Ross should see around 20 minutes. He does have a ceiling. He can knock down his shots. So kind of all the main rotation guys are in play for me, but no standouts on the Chicago side. So revenge narrative for Vucevich, if you're into that, he's 9.3, no issue going to him. DeRozan, Levine, both these guys are going to dominate the usage. Both should play big, big minutes. Again, good matchup here. So I think all three of the main guys for Chicago look pretty good. As far as the secondary options go, Kobe White, 6.1. We probably get around 30 minutes from him. Feels a little bit overpriced. Io is either going to break the slate or absolutely kill you. There's no in between. So he's in play. He should play big minutes. Again, production's been all over the place for him. As far as value goes, we have Javante Green at 3.6. I think he's a fair play. Probably plays low to mid-20s minutes. Um, Troy Brown is 3-2. His minutes have kind of been trending down. So I think if I'm going to take a shot in one of the Bulls' value, it would be Javante Green. Denver and Minnesota. So Nikola Jokic is currently questionable, as well as Boogie. We'll keep an eye on that. If Jokic plays, I mean, he looks good. He's just been phenomenal. He was on pace to absolutely break the slate. I had a low on Jokic last slate. Random blowout. Again, why not? To bail out the faders. No. But, um, yeah, if Jokic plays, I think he's a pretty good play. If Jokic misses, I would assume Boogie Cousins starts if he plays. If that's the case, he's going to look great. If they're both out, then I would guess it's probably either Jamichael Green or Zeke Naji that picks up the start. And both those guys would be pretty good values. Um, again, if Jokic shout, Gordon and Barton get a pretty big usage bump as well as Monte Morris. So those three are going to look pretty good. Uh, for some reason, Denver continues to run the absolute dust of Jeff Green and Austin Rivers' big minutes. I guess they would be fine if Jokic is out, but just... Low, low usage, guys. Um, so Denver, a little bit hard to talk about uh, with Jokic and Boogie Cousins. Questionable. Obviously, could change the slate. On the Minnesota side, so D'Lo and Pat Beverly questionable. We'll start with Carl Anthony Towns in 9-8, who they're probably going to need against Jokic if he plays. Um, you know, production's kind of been up and down for him, but if there's no D'Lo, he does get a little bit of a usage bump, so it would be in play for tournaments. Anthony Edwards, he's either going to kill you or he's going to um, win you a lot of money. There's almost no in-between, right? Last, last five games, 
37, 65, 49, 61, and 25 fantasy points. So he's just all over the place. But again, if there's no D'Lo, those two do get a usage bump. If D'Lo plays, then I don't know if there's a standout play here on Minnesota. If both D'Lo and Pat Bev are out, then we can look to the likes of like Noel, Beasley, McLaughlin. They've been mixing, matching starters. We'll keep finding the starting lineup there. Uh, I think it was McDaniels had a pretty decent game last game. Yeah, he did. Like he's a fair value too. Um, that last game was kind of an outlier. If D'Lo misses and Beverly plays, and Beverly looks pretty good. So a lot of if-thens from Minnesota. Golden State and San Antonio. So on the Golden State side, Steph Curry. Finally had a good game. He is. His price had come down to 10.2. And this is a really good matchup here against the Spurs. So I think he's more in play on this slate. Wiggins at 6'9". He's actually been playing pretty well over the last three games. I think he's a relatively safe play in a really good matchup. Clay Thompson going to miss the game tonight. Um, so Jordan Poole most likely starts. If that's the case, I think Jordan Poole is a pretty good play that probably sees over 30 minutes of action. Otto Porter most likely is going to be back too. They sat him out due to... Uh, management so uh injury management so i assume he comes back here and plays you know 25 to 30 minutes which if that's the case he's going to make for a pretty good play looney at 4.8 feels priced about right we saw kaminga once again just not really see the minutes because that's steve kerr they actually dusted off jta and played him decent minutes at the flatman price um but again you just never know what's going to happen with golden state like they started moses moody tonight uh gary payton Probably sees, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes. I guess he's okay value. But yeah, the Golden State, like if you target a value guy for Golden State, you're just never going to feel good. Now on the San Antonio side, we have everyone back. DeJounte Murray, 10-1. Golden State, again, they play fast. So I think DeJounte Murray is a pretty good tournament player. He's been playing so well this season. So I do like him a decent amount. Yaka Portal, the price is up. But another guy that's been on fire recently. Good uh, rebounder, good shot blocker, and... And the way to beat Golden State is through the uh, the front court. So I think Pirtle makes for a pretty solid option. Derek White feels priced about right. Some of the other options kind of priced up from last game. So I don't know if I get to anyone else on the Spurs. All right, finally, Brooklyn and Phoenix. So James Harden's status currently up in the air. Now, he did practice. So I would assume he plays. Assuming that he does play, it's going to be Harden and Kyrie dominating the usage. Um, I think Harden has a little bit of a higher floor and higher ceiling, but Kyrie Irving, you know, is $1,400 cheaper. So pretty close on those two Nets guards. Um, don't have a super strong lean there. Assuming Harden plays, Patty Mills a little bit too pricey. Now, if Harden misses, obviously we look to Patty Mills, who does get a usage bump. We do have Aldridge out. I would assume Claxton starts. If that is the case, I think he's a pretty good value. They have Dayron Sharp, who's been out of the rotation. He might enter the rotation. They have the dust of Blake Griffin that could play some backup five. So, We'll see what Brooklyn does with the starting lineup, but whoever starts will probably feel the best about. My guess is it's Claxton. As far as value plays, the one guy I'd consider probably James Johnson, who's been consistently playing like mid-20s minutes off the bench. We know he's a guy that can kind of contribute in a lot of different ways. So James Johnson, probably the one value play I would feel good about. And finally, the Phoenix Suns. So this is an interesting team here because they're still shorthanded. No Aiton, no Payne, no Crowder, no Shamit. So the likes of Chris Paul and Booker have been very low-owned the last few slates, but what we have to recognize here is right now, these guys are just playing like 40 minutes a game. So uh, Brooklyn, they play fast. I think both Paul and Booker are in play and probably are going to be relatively low on. So I have been interested in both the Phoenix guards right now for the amount of minutes they're going to play. Bridges had a good game last game. That's an outlier. I'll let others chase. Uh, Cam Johnson, 5-4, feels priced about right. Like he probably plays big minutes. Um, but the price point, again, it's not like he's super, super cheap like he was about a week ago. Biembo 5-5, continued to start. He played 22 minutes. Uh, we saw some McGee backup five run, and they also closed with whatever an ish rain Wainwright is. He actually closed as a small ball five. Uh, again, I don't believe that's a real person, but um, that's a little bit concerning for the Suns' big men if they do have the, uh, the chance to close small. So it makes those guys a little bit riskier. Um, that's 
probably it. I know. What, where's Landry? Uh, where's Landry Shamit? Oh, Landry Shamit's out too. I missed that. Um, so again, like they they just don't have a lot of bodies. The Suns. Um, so like you're probably gonna see forty minutes of both guards. You're probably gonna see like thirty five plus from Bridges and Johnson. You're probably gonna see close to forty eight from Biombo and McGee. And then off the bench, again, Wainwright probably gets some minutes, but I don't think I want to go there. I mean, I guess Alfred Payton might play a little bit more at the flat min price. But really, I think you're going to see big, big minutes for a lot of these Sun starters. So yeah, guys, that will do it for the video today. And if you haven't enjoyed the free content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Do really appreciate all you guys' support. Let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video. I will be live tomorrow, so make sure to check that one out, guys. But thanks again. Uh, really appreciate it, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.